Pittsburgh Steeler fans, what is up? Happy Monday to you, my friends. My name is Brian Anthony Davis from Behind the Steel Curtain. Along with me, as always, celebrating this Monday after... What what was it? Fourth of July weekend, Independence Day weekend. I almost right. said Memorial and Labor Day. Right. It's Tony Defio. Hey, Brian. I need some rain. Please bring bring some rain to Pittsburgh. I can't take it anymore. I'll just there's 95 degrees every day. I'm I'm I need some water. Okay, sorry. Well, um, to uh, quote the great Phil Collins, I wish it would rain down oh. down on me here. Rain, rain, rain. Down on me. Okay. You know, uh, <laughs> yesterday on my show, I did the I did the show solo, and I was told to quit embarrass my, embarrassing myself from singing. And so hey. that's going to make me uh, sing it even more because, of course, our BTSC nation just came out in droves to support my lousy singing. They, they hey, agree uh, that it's lousy, but they support me. I support it, too, especially if it brings rain. If it's a rain song, I'll take it. It's uh, there's some great rain songs, and we're gonna have to hold on to that, um, because we are not, of course, it's not the after party because that's a Thursday night thing, but we are going to follow up this show with another one, and we will go ahead and do that uh, after this show, and it's going to be the Steeler Retro Show where we go back in time and talk about some fun old Steeler stuff and. We had a lot of fun with it last week. We thought it would be a short show and ran almost an hour because it was just, it was great remembering these guys. So we're going to do that again. And I think you'll have a lot of fun with it. So uh, Shaner Smith in the house says, hi, bad and Tony Steelers territory, Louisiana purchase. That's <laughs> awesome. I love that name. Um, that might not be new, but it's new to me. Our boy, our buddy, Dennis Sheridan. What's up? Yo, says Dennis. All right. Um, so and and Dennis has got to be happy now that we have Michael Beck on the show, a fellow Vancouver Canuck fan. Um, so there you go. I'm rep repping hockey today. I'm going old school mm -hmm. Winter Classic. Uh, I'm getting Malkin. Dave Shipley says, "What's up?" I'm Dean McRae. Hello from Tampa, home of the only important Steelers game this year, and uh, Super Bowl Fifty Five. That'd be awesome, Dean. You know, I'll make it down. So you're gonna have to make some room in the basement for uh, Bad and Tony. If mm -hmm. when the Steelers are in that Super Bowl, Eric G. Hey guys, first time making a live show, been watching for years. It's Mike Smith. All right, Shaner Smith. Now, Shaner, I did not know this. Altoona, PA, the 814. I grew up in the 814 as well in Johnstown. If Shaner, if you don't know that, I'm a Richland Ram. And uh, there you go, Mike Smith, theme song for the show. Uh, you know what? We used to be able to do Renegade for the theme song. Now we can't. We can't play music on the show because then, then YouTube says no soup for you, hmm. no money. So, uh, so I'm not allowed to play stuff. Dave and I were playing stuff a little while. It was fun. Did Tony get a haircut? Says Nathaniel Zarate. Um, Sean Manahan wants to go back in time. Well, we will go back in time, just like Huey Lewis in the news. And Huey Lewis's 70th birthday was yesterday. Did you know that, Tony? Wow. Yeah, no. Um, I guess it makes sense because I, I remember him saying he, he was 30 years old and wondering if his band would ever make it. And that was back in 1980. So, wow, I can't believe he's that old. My musical hero. I've seen Huey Lewis in concert five times. The last time, got backstage, finally got to meet Huey Lewis. 
And of all things, he hits on my wife and was the most glorious thing in the world. I was so <laughs> proud. I mean, well, granted, she was the youngest and prettiest in the room because everyone else was 80. Um, <laughs> not quite 80, but you know, you know what I'm saying. But, you know, I go up, you know, I shake hands with him. And then my wife goes up and I step aside and he goes, hi, I'm Huey. <laughs> it's like she knows who you are, dude. Uh, hey, if I was Huey Lewis, I'd be using that too. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, so seventy, so seventy years old for Huey and the big birthday yesterday. I talked about it a little bit. Um, American Top Forty turned fifty yesterday, and you know Casey Kasem is also my musical hero. And so, uh, Casey may rest in peace. Um, he was gone the same weekend as Chuck Noll at the same age and back in wow. two thousand fourteen. Yeah, it, uh, it it broke me, broke my heart. Um, something I'm going to bring up before we get started, and I am glad that the snowman said it. Charlie Daniels passed away today. He was 83. Great, Devil Went Down. Yep, Devil Went Down into Georgia. Great, yeah, the, one of the greatest right. songs. Yeah, that banjo solo. But what does Charlie Daniels and the Pittsburgh Steelers have in common? Do you know this? I do not know. So you need to go on iTunes. You need to uh, look up a 1980 song. It was a top 20 song from Charlie Daniels band called in America. And that's hmm. where you hear there's, there's a line on the song. Don't ever lay your hands on a Pittsburgh Steelers fan. Charlie he Daniels. Yep. Oh, it's okay. in that song. I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know that. Charlie Daniels gone at 83. Uh, um, may you rest in peace. Uh, I definitely, uh, yeah, a country music hall of famer. Um, I consider him a rocker. Um, I always considered him just a rock. He'd be a rock and roll Hall of Famer in my mind. That guy was great. Lance asked if he's related to Jack. Um, so you might, Lance might not be too. Come on, Lance, you've got to know Devil Went Down to Georgia. You've yeah, got to know. I know him by. That's a, that's a, that's, that's, I know that song. I mean, that's all I know about him, but I know that song for sure. Me, you, and Lance are all the same age, so uh, yeah. So that was around seventy nine. So uh, that, that's awesome. I, I wish I could. We could play music on that show. That would be great. We got to get into the topic, but before we do so, let's bring up Ryan O'Toole. This is a big deal. Mahomes' contract is crazy. No human is worth that kind of money. Did the Chiefs handcuff themselves for for forever now? This is about a $400 million deal. 10 years, no salary cap for you, Kansas City, ever again. Yeah. That's the uh, that's the reality of having a quarterback like that. I mean, we, we've talked about for years how, how Ben's salary kind of, you know, made them budget their uh, themselves. And look at look what happened with the Ravens when they signed uh, Joe Flacco. I mean, you, you have to keep those guys. I mean, they're, they're so, they're so in integral to your success. But once you do, forget it. Forget as far as you have to um, find inventive ways to to build the rest of your roster. Mahomes is an IPA, and I'm not a beer drinker, so I really don't know. Mahomes is an IPA. Well, wow. you know, Flacco's Milwaukee's best, right? So he's he's the beast, or uh, whatever you call it, or he is a uh, Mahomes is a fine wine, and Flacco to me is more like Mad Dog 2020. <laughs> or Boone's Farm, so yeah, just, my my wife would come in and say, "I love Boone's Farm." <laughs> so, <laughs> no, he just, he just had the he had the greatest playoff run at the right time, right right as he was coming becoming a free agent. That's that's what got him that money. I'm talking well, about Joe Flacco. 
it's going to be hard to kick that can down the road, though, isn't it? For right. for Mahomes. Oh, it's going to be hard. But I was I, you know, I've been Flacco. Like he had that great playoff run in 2012, 11 inter- uh, touchdowns, no interceptions, and yeah, he, he still got lucky. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he got lucky. That's what I mean. You know, but at the time, I thought, okay, this is going to be our, our our franchise guy for the next decade. But it turns out maybe he, he lasted a couple more years, and that was it. Might have been the angriest I have ever been at a non-Steeler playoff loss. Mm-hmm. I think I was the, I was so angry. I I wasn't even as angry when they won the Super Bowl. Um, you know, I refused to watch them win the Super. I mean, I I watched it, but when it was like five seconds, I got out of there. <laughs> I uh, I couldn't watch it. So there you go. And this might have. I mean, the reason we bring up bring up the uh, Pat Mahomes deal. It's you know big time, and you'll see some stuff on on the site. But it's you got to look at. We have a huge superstar that we're going to be needing to sign soon, and it's T.J. Watt, and also other big contracts like Minka Fitzpatrick and maybe Juju Smith Schuster. And there's a lot of guys that need deals. Cam needs a deal, um, but T.J.'s T.J.'s going to be superstar status, I believe. And it'll be interesting to see how that goes too. Um, Seth Bell says, what's up, fam? My two favorite podcast hosted BTSC. That's awesome. You guys are the best. Thank you so much, Seth. Now, Tony. Yes, sir. This is how popular you are. You know, we had Jordan Dangerfield on the other day. And he, uh, we're getting some great downloads from that. Um, It was a great interview. Jordan Dangerfield is such a a great guy and uh, really interesting. His story is awesome. Everybody wanted to know, wait a second, this is 12 o'clock on Saturday. Where's Tony? They're like, where's Tony? And everybody was, and I got messages. Well, what, what happened to Sunday, Saturday brunch? Well, in, in fairness to, to, to BTSC and, and Brian did call me last week and asked me if I wanted to interview Jordan Dangerfield, but I just chickened out. I, I, I'm still, I'm still, I'm still, still getting used to doing my own show and, and, and being comfortable doing that so when when he said oh you want to want to help interview him i said i don't even know what i would ask him it's so, just like talking to a buddy tony that's, yeah. that's all it is i'm not calling you out i'm definitely not calling you out oh but no that's no how, I, that's I, I called myself out i called myself out yeah that's how beloved you are my my friend that's it speaking of beloved one of the greatest pittsburgh steelers in recent history would have to be number 53 center marquise pouncey and oh, i think yeah. people loved him even more when uh, he was swinging at Miles Garrett last year on uh, mm-hmm. November 14th in that 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 fiasco in uh, that mistake by the lake with uh, Mason Rudolph and uh, Larry Ogbonjovi. <laughs> Larry Ogbonjovi. I don't know what his name is. But, <laughs> but you know, uh, we love Marquise Pouncey. Number one pick in 2010. And, you know, it's funny. They still have... They have three of the top 18 picks in that yeah. 2010 draft, being Tyson Alulu, who went number 10. Number seven was Joe Hayden. And then at number 18, I believe it was 18. Was it 17 or 18? I think it was 18. Marquise went at number 18. Yeah, 18. And, you know, just a fantastic, and they're still paying dividends from that draft, even though they didn't draft Alulu and Hayden. But they're getting, they're getting, I think they're getting the better better uh, years out of a Lualu than Jacksonville did. Yeah. And really, I mean, they're not getting uh, all pro years like Cleveland did, but they're, it's going to pay off more in Pittsburgh as far as I'm concerned. Um, 
He was mentioned too. Um, Ezra says out of Florida, best center of the decade. And Marquise Pouncey was mentioned as the best draft pick to ever come from the University of Florida in recent years. I mean, that could very well be debated. Um, but, you know, he's fantastic. I think he's a future Hall of Famer. But here's the thing, Tony, Ben goes down last year. And when Ben goes down, everything's in flux. Mm-hmm. Everything is a mess. The running game suffers. The offensive line suffered. Of course, the passing game and the receiving state, no one did well. And you're really, and, and think about it, Juju, everybody was thrown on the fact, well, he's not a wide receiver, number one, but really never got a chance to be because he wasn't paired up with Ben. And I know that's an excuse. Everyone's saying if you're a number one wide receiver, that you should be that number one wide receiver with whoever the quarterback is. But remember, Antonio Brown was not a number one receiver with Michael Vick or Landry Jones. Mm-hmm. He, he wasn't. Right. And so I really think who your quarterback is has a lot to do with it. Big deal. Um, so, you know, what, I, what I'm saying here is Marquise Pouncey had a really bad year. I thought. He still got four, four all-pro votes. Yeah. He still got voted to the Pro Bowl. Right. That's uh, my question to you first. Getting those votes is it, were those votes on reputation, Tony? As far as last year, yeah, I, I don't think it was his best year at all. Um, you know, and even just snapping the the ball back on, in the shotgun. I mean, we saw how erratic how erratic he was on uh, w- way more than one occasion. So. It wasn't a great year, and 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 as you see with a lot of, especially a lot of offensive linemen, when they get la- later in their career, they do get voted to the Pro Bowl on reputation. I think last year was definitely uh, an, uh, an example of somebody who probably didn't deserve to be in the Pro Bowl, being in the Pro Bowl. He didn't go. Neither did DeCastro. Yeah, they, they first, opted out. Yeah, first time there wasn't a uh, a skill position player voted, which they're not skill position players, but a skill position player on offense you know, not voted, and then no <laughs> offensive players were there last year. Plenty of plenty of defense, defensive action there, too, last year, so that was nice. But here's the thing. People are talking about how Ben makes receivers. Dave Shipley just said that. Um, people are talking about how, of course, Ben makes the running game go better if the receivers are going better. How much of a correlation do you think it is with uh, – the entire offensive line. I know the fingers got pointed at Pouncey because he's he's pretty much the captain of that offensive line. And <clears throat> fingers were pointed at him. But my question to you, Tony Defio, is this. Is the fact that those snaps were erratic, was it more because of like cadence, timing with your quarterback? I mean, you know, dealing with uh, you're basically a rookie, even though he wasn't. In Mason Rudolph, he was a second-year man, but it was first time out there, really. And dealing with uh, Duck Hodges, who basically had no experience. So do you, you think the timing was off in maybe last year, even with Marquise Pouncey, is just an aberration? I, I don't know what to tr- attribute the snaps to. I mean, um, cadence, uh, no matter what, what the cadence is, I mean, you still just have, you know, it's, it's a skill to, to snap the ball back, uh, you know, you know, the, you know the, the, to get to, to get it where it's supposed to go and th- to be on target with it. So I don't know. I don't know why he was he was off, unless there was a, an unknown injury that that you know that we're not aware of. Um, I, I don't know what to attribute that to. That was that was really bizarre to see him 
uh, a Pro Bowl center, an All-Pro center, uh, be that off target with so many of his uh, shotgun snaps. And, and as far and as for as much as they 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 uh, run their offense out of the shotgun, that, that was pretty alarming. And it sure as heck didn't help help the uh, the rhythm of the offense. I can tell you that. The only reason I'm bringing this up, and let me bring this up first, Pouncey keeps going on every play, says Ryan O'Toole, no matter how long it takes until the whistle. Love that. A lot of center, centers never end up 15 yards downfield. That's why I love Marquise Pouncey. Mar Marquise Pouncey is a warrior. I love this guy. I'm treating last year, 2019, including Marquise Pouncey, including Juju Smith-Schuster, as an absolute aberration. I think that Pouncey has not lost it, um, but a lot of people think so. I think Pouncey is going to come back and have a great season. Um, I want to. I'm curious to think about what everybody else says. A lot of people wanted a uh, a center. They were talking about that kid that ended up going. Uh, the kid from Med Michigan, Cesar Ruiz, that ended up going to uh, the Kansas City Chiefs. And uh, you know they they were talking about that guy as maybe bring him in. A lot of people were ready to say goodbye to the Hall of Fa the future Hall of Famer in my mind. I'm not ready to do that yet. So this is not, I'm not saying that he's done, but one thing that doesn't lie is being ranked 36 out of 36 centers. Now I know there's only 32 starting centers in the league, but with injuries and with stats, that's a pro football, pro football focused uh, stat. So that's PFF saying that he's 36 out of 36. Right. So that that's uh that's an indictment to something. So what do you, what do you think about that ranking, Tony? I don't know. They've, they've never given him a whole lot of love. So, you know, I, but 36 out of 36, I think that's, that's kind of ridiculous on their part. Uh, I know they're, they're a reputable site, but I, I don't agree with that. And, and like a good friend of mine pointed out to me last week, uh, so, so many of these, these, uh, and maybe I'm, maybe he's wrong. I don't know. But so, so many of these offensive linemen, uh, they get better grades for doing less. And as somebody mentioned in, in, in the live chat, uh, he's such an athletic center and, 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 and he goes on every play and, and he goes hundred percent on every play. And I don't know how many times over the years I've remarked and people I've watched the games with remarked at him running, you know, basically being an escort for a running back 20, 30 yards down the field, you know, not too many uh, centers are that athletic and that, and have that much, that kind of intensity. So, uh, you know, I think his, his, sometimes his, his grades are, are uh, because he does more than others, other, other, people at his position can do. And I think he gets, he gets uh, um, unfairly graded because of that. Okay. Um, Rhino tool says those rankings are so all over the place and yeah, I get that. So let's do this. Let's do our own rankings and let's forget about the rest of the NFL. We're calling him a, hu a future hall of famer. Tony, are you agreeing with me on that? Is Marquise Pouncey a future hall of famer? He's absolutely a future hall of famer. I mean, he's, he's made the pro bowl every year uh, that he hasn't been injured. I mean, he missed a couple of seasons or yeah, uh, uh, the good, a good part of a couple of seasons due to injury. I think 2013 and 2015, they, they were kind of sandwiched uh, in between 2014 uh, seasons that he missed. But other than that, he's been, he's been pretty durable and, and he's made the pro bowl every year. And, and as we talked about before, last year was probably based on reputation, but overall, I mean, his overall resume screams hall of fame. Yes. 10 seasons. 10 seasons, eight Pro Bowls, two All-Pros. Uh, 2013 was that, uh, you know, Green Bay Packers fan talk about the horrible game when Jordy Nelson went down. No, <clears throat> that was in Pittsburgh. That was the horrible game when Marquise Pouncey went down for the year. Right. It was a, 
it was a preseason game. Number two, I was having my fantasy football draft. And uh, of course I can't, I can't uh, get pouncy, but uh, I was about to pick up Jordy Nelson. And then I saw that I'm like, Oop, there, that's out the door. Uh, Cause we were early on in the draft, but so 2013, he did not go. And that's, that's it. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. So in 2010, 11, 12, 14, 16, 17, 18, and 19. So 15, he was out for the year as well. So I, I bet you, I'm sorry, that injury was in 2015, 2013. Right. And I'm not looking at the live chat right now. Uh, somebody might've already corrected me, but 2013 was the opening game against Tennessee right. when they ended up going 0-4 to start that season when he went out in that game. And we ended up with Fernando Velasco and uh, Cody Wallace um, right. putting some action on the line. Um Actually, Cody Wallace was more 2015. The starter Fernando was 2013. They they performed ably, but they they just weren't. They right. just weren't Marquis Pouncey. And he, here's a question too. You know, 2015 was a big big season for the Steelers, and they they uh, got ripped off against Denver in that that AFC divisional game in 2015. You know, look at the guys that they they were without. <clears throat> they were without D'Angelo Williams and Le'Veon Bell. They were uh, yep. both of those guys. Yep. They were without Antonio Brown, no mm-hmm. Richard Gummies, no Marquise Pouncey. Right. Imagine if you're at full strength with that team. Yeah, and they, and they were a fumble away from winning that game against Denver. Yeah, but you know what? Fitz Tucson fumbles, and he, he played admirably, admirably, so did Jordan Todman. But the guy, I was so mad that Peyton Manning's down. He's down. He gets up and he runs for a first down. He, but he was down. Yeah, and he gave himself up. It, it was the craziest thing. I mean, I'm aware like that's going to be overturned. And, and then all of a sudden, I'm thinking I'm getting a sinking feeling that this is home cooking or this is we need Peyton to get a ring in Denver. And that's kind of the way it felt. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, but Marquise Pouncey, as far as I'm concerned. I uh, I think the entire line, I think the entire line is going to be rejuvenated this year with Ben back, and that's not an indictment on the line under Mason and under Devlin, but I, I'm just saying I, I think the entire team goes on the upswing. I think you see a rejuvenated Pouncey, a rejuvenated Villanueva, Matt Filer's, uh, you know, Matt Filer I think is a. Uh, a guy that we're talking about years from now, not as a Hall of Famer, but as a guy that one of those one of those great underrated guys. I, right. I think he's going to be one of those guys that we just absolutely <laughs> love. And then, of course, then DeCastro is DeCastro. DeCastro is a future Hall of Famer. So, yeah. what we were going to do earlier before I just started yammering and I started talking. So let's rank the greatest centers in Pittsburgh Steeler history. Now, I think I know who's number one, but other people might, might be different here. So you've got Jeff Hardings. You've got Marquise Pouncey. Of course, you've got Iron Mike. And then Dirt Dawson. You've got two Hall of Famers there. Maybe another future Hall of Famer in uh, Pouncey. I'm not sure about... Uh, Hardings, I, I don't think Hardings ends up going, but Hardings was amazing when he came over from 
the Detroit yeah. Lions. Yeah. Um, Penn State alum. So let's rank those guys. You want me to rank them? Yeah. Well, I, I grew up watching Dawson. I, I mean, I, I mean, I was actually kind of grew up watching Webster too because he played so long. I'd have to give the edge to, to to Webster simply because he played on four Super Bowl teams and and he was the first Ballot Hall of Famer, I believe. Yeah. And and uh, and and Dirt, he he, it took him a little while longer, but but I think in his case, some Super Bowls would have helped him. You know, so that's probably unfair to to him. But I I, I think you have to go Webster one, uh, Dawson two, and 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 of course. Uh, uh, Marquise three at this point. And then as far as the other two, uh, as far as the Hardings, that's a, a forgotten guy. I mean, that's a guy that, that gets lost in the shuffle because, you know, he's not a hall of famer. He didn't play here for very long, but he's a, he was a great free agent pickup in 2001, I believe. And he played all the way through till t- t- Super Bowl 40. He, he was, a, he was a great member of that line. So I think he, he, he deserves a lot of credit for what, what he did when he came here. And then of course, uh, Ray Manfield, Ray Mansfield, you can't forget about him. He was a pretty uh, decent center for a number of years. So, I, think, I, I am think ignoring him for a reason. Okay. Tune Screw in on him. the next show. <laughs> no, 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 no. I love the Ranger. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Tune into the next show because right. he is going to be featured on that show. Um, but yeah, I should have not ignored him. Um, I, I would probably put him at number five. <clears throat> mm-hmm. So let's put Ray at number five. Let's go ahead. Have to put Hardings at number four. And you know, that's tough because Hardings is great. I'm actually going to say Dawson at three. Oh, okay. I'm Pouncey at number two. And I'm going number one, Mike Webster. I, I've got to. Um, but it's really it's really hard to put Dawson at number three. He's a Hall of Famer. But Pouncey right. might be a Hall of Famer. Right. Uh, they both played in the Super Well, mm-hmm. no, actually, no, 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 they did not. Yeah, Pouncey. They're both uh, AFT champions. He had but- the high ankle sprain. Yeah, do you, there's another question. Do you think they win the Super Bowl against the Green Bay Packers in 2010, Super Bowl 45, if Marquise Pouncey is your center and not Doug Ligurski? Well, I'll put it this way. that The uh, the one pick six by Ben early in the game, if I'm not mistaken, I, I haven't watched that game since. I can't go back and watch it. That's, that's my super, Yeah, that's my Super Bowl 30. I love Super Bowl 30, but Super Bowl 45, not so much. But anyway... Uh, when, when he when, when he threw that pick, he was pressured right up the middle, if I'm not mistaken. And, and, and uh, whether it was uh, uh, the guy, uh, I can't forget it, the guy who was the right tackle, or I'm sorry, the right guard, or Ligurski, one of those two w- w- was uh, at fault for that. So I, th- I think if Marquise is in there, uh, maybe Ben has a clean pocket and he, he doesn't throw that pick six. Uh, so there, so there's that. But then again. When it comes to, to, to Monty, uh, people forget that people talk about Neil O'Donnell and his two picks, uh, but Dawson had a, a, a he had a very horrible snap early in that game when they were when they were uh, driving for a score. He 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 sailed it over over O'Donnell's head like twenty yards downfield, and it took him out of at least field goal range. So yeah, you know, I I, I that's gone so, from my mind. Yeah, but I'm yeah, it's like it's kind of like trying to like trying to uh, handicap it for both of them. They both made it to the Super Bowl. One was hurt and one made a mistake. How many, how many teams would like to t- like to just have our number four all-time center, Jeff Hart, uh, Jeff, no, Jeff Hartman, uh, Jeff Hardings. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, Jeff works out, but not, not, not like that. <laughs> yeah, HGH, but, some serious HGH in order to get that big. 
So, you know what? Really, I mean, that's such a fun question. So uh, let's uh, wrap this up with a uh, big bow. And I want to hear from the live chat, too. Just a yes or no. Last year, an aberration. Is Marquis Pouncey going to be back and better than ever next year? Yes. Yes, I think so, too. And he's probably listening to the show. He's probably like, Tony, bad. you guys are idiots. You know, I, I, I didn't go anywhere. I was pretty good. You know, um, and so Marquis, I'll, I'll let you know, you could come on the show and then you could berate Tony and I, and uh, we'd love it. But uh, for the for the record, we're saying that, uh, that, that you're awesome. So don't hurt us. <laughs> hey, I, I would, I would, I would love to, uh, if I if I could ever get the courage up, I'd love to talk to a Marquise Pouncey. That'd be great. Yeah, Tony, I'm telling you, it's just talking to dudes. It's just, I mean, it's just talking to guys and, and uh, like your old friends, and and it's a lot of fun. Because um, when it comes down to it, it, it you, the the most fun is talking to them before you go on live mm-hmm. and, and they're just hanging out with the family. They're uh, they're just so glad they're so respectful and they're so glad to be on the show. And, and it was really nice. Jordan Dangerfield was great. Zach Banner, Wormley. Those, those were the guys that, uh, that we've had on uh, in the last month. Hopefully we uh, get some more guys on here. I'm, I'm working on a big one. I'm working on a uh, ghost from uh Steeler Christmas past. Um, one of the greats from the, uh, the 2000, the 2000s, 2010s team. So, uh, hopefully that's going to come into fruition next week. Uh, they delayed me a couple of weeks, so I, I'm going to try next week. So let's just, uh, let's just hope on that one. It, it, it could be a biggie, but as I tease it and you know, it might not happen. So just shut up that. <laughs> So let's take some questions for the show on the Q&A. We're going to go for about 10 more minutes on this show. Before we transition, <laughs> I change my shirt and we transition over to a, a, another show. So um, in the live chat, let us know. And remember, if you want to get to the top of the queue, you could always throw in some uh, of your hard-earned money to the uh, the Tony Defio Fund. Um, no, actually, it's the Super Chat money. And... Uh, we are probably going to buy Tony a mic if he ever agrees to have one. Yeah, I, 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 I give up. I'll take a mic. I'm just worried about how I would, where I would put it. Well, it's a, look, you can't even see mine. Uh, it's, oh, it's to the side. Yeah, I have mine to the side. I sound pretty uh, good, don't I? Okay, okay. Well, then, never mind. I'll, I'll take it. So, um, Ezra says, asks, who's the best wide receiver in Steeler history? I say, Gummy Richards. Who's your best wide receiver in Pittsburgh Steeler history? That run he had was just phenomenal. Uh, so as far as just overall talent and 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 this, this the era that that stretch that he had from was it 2013 through 18, it's got to be Antonio Brown. He was absolutely incredible. <clears throat> no rings though, like Hines got you, like Stallworth got you, and Swan got you. Right. I must. I'm a big Heinz guy. You know that I'm actually a big gummy Richards guy on the field. I, there was nobody more fun to watch. I I would think, well, uh, I I guess we got to say gummy, but Stallworth was my guy. Oh yeah. I mean, I, I, I I agree. And and as far as who my guy was, as far as 
like if I had to pick one that I would say would be, you know, based on just everything he accomplished, it would be Heinz Ward. I mean, a thousand receptions uh, and the Super Bowl MVP and team leader and never gave up and everything. But it's hard. It's hard to argue against Brown and what he did for those six years. It was just phenomenal. Absolutely. So, yeah, I I guess you have to say, Antonio Brown, it's a shame that that he didn't stick around to to uh, rival Heinz's numbers. And, you know, I mean, if he would have beaten out Heinz's numbers, he would have beaten them out fair. So that'd be no problem. Right. There was a question way back at the beginning, and I had to ignore because we were we were on the uh, on the topic. Um, it's it's about Martavis Bryant. There's there's a lot of thought that Martavis Bryant might has been talking to the Steelers. There's rumors that, that uh, they've reached out to him. Would you bring Martavis Bryant in? Uh, I mean, it all depends. I mean, the talent, you, you can't, you can't argue the talent. I mean, it's phenomenal, right? It's just, it's just, uh, I don't know if, if, if he's that much better than, than the four guys that they have at the top of the roster now that, uh, that he'd be able to get a lot of targets, you know? And I think that was one of the biggest problems that he had in 2017 was he wasn't getting the targets that he thought he should get. And, and ultimately what happened was Juju came along and, 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 uh, became the starter midway through the year and never looked back. So I, I don't know if he would, if he would be happy with his role here. You know, that's, that's my only problem with it. Yeah. Is it better? Is it, uh, somebody asked if he would be the number three receiver coming in. So that's the question first, probably if he, if he came into camp, if they signed him, <clears throat> came into camp, of course it's a, uh, very team friendly deal. It is. Uh, it's not a lot of money. It's prove it. Prove that you're back, mm-hmm. and uh, you get you get a chance. You get a seventh chance, or or what have you. You get another chance to make it, and this is it. And we saw Darren Waller do it. Um, the tight end for the the uh, Oakland Raiders, the now the Las Vegas Raiders. We saw him do it, and uh, he got himself clean. Got himself in pretty good shape. Look, you don't complain if you get a second chance. If you right. do, you're not getting a third. Right. It's not going to happen. So, I mean, I think it's worth a flyer. But you said he's not better than the four that, that are here. Is he better than James Washington if he's healthy and good? He's not that I, old. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's a good question. I mean, that's a good question. But but um, I guess it all depends on, on how – invested they are in James Washington to, to see him succeed. Maybe he's somebody that they, that they've, you know, they've had in their system for two years now. Maybe they want to see him. They want to see him succeed and, and be one of their stars along with uh, Deontay Johnson. And of course they just drafted Chase Claypool. So I don't know. I mean, it, it's, it's an interesting question because you have Juju coming up in a contract year and he's probably going to be very expensive. So, I mean, like you said, take a flyer on Martavis Bryant. And if he, if he, you know, is much wiser in his later later years, and as you said, he's not even that old. Uh, I mean, it could be a, it could really benefit them as early as uh, this year, but or, or I mean, I'm sorry, next year, 2021, if Juju leaves, it's it's interesting to see if they if they do it. Snowman says he's not in football shape. Other people said he would be a distraction. Matt Roberts says he'd be a distraction. Let's keep the chemistry we got going. I said yesterday that James Washington could be a thousand yard receiver, possibly. Uh, <clears throat> I think he has the talent. But I think you get a chance to add a guy like that and see how it shakes out. That's a lot more talent. I don't see him as a distraction. 
Um, the guy did a ton of weed and, and possibly then some, but, and, uh, and other things who knows, but all I know is that if he's clean, give him a shot. Now here's a great question from Reed Overend, our good buddy Reed. He says, if you had to choose between Bryant and Josh Gordon, who are you going with? Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I'd, I'd probably have to go with Brian on that one because Josh Gordon, I think he's, he's what one more violation away from being done forever. Although we said that about him before. I don't, I don't know how that works. anymore. <laughs> but, but he played last year. Yeah. He played last he's year. He played and, and he hasn't been doing much of anything. So that yeah. could be Brian too, but, or you could be a, uh, a Waller. Um, so there you go. Dave Shipley says he's better than electric football, man. I'm telling you, and I know Lance is out there, Dave, electric football, man, Ryan Switzer, <clears throat> he's going to do something. He is going to do something this year. He's going to yeah. do something to make them go far <laughs> in the playoffs. He's going to get a key first down. I'm telling you, I'm I, telling I mean, you, something's going to happen with wanna... Switz. I just want to see him do one thing on offense. He's never done any. I mean, he's, he's dazzled a little bit. At least he did two years ago with punt returns. He was pretty good with that for a while. And then he kind of fell off, but I, I just want to see one big play from him on offense. that makes you go, wow. So this guy, so this is what this guy brings to the table. We haven't seen that in two years. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, he's a dad. Now he's going to come out and he, he's going to come out and he's going to shock. I'm telling you. Um, I don't, Matty, Matty from down under, I don't think, think he's going to be a 750 yard receiver this year. I just don't, but <laughs> I think he's going to get targets. Ben's giving him targets. Ben's got a lot of targets to give out. I think Ben's going to like, they need to run the ball three times a game at this point for Ben to get <laughs> all his start for everybody to get their targets. But I'm telling you, <laughs> we will celebrate. We will celebrate like crazy when Switzer does something. And there's my guy. Donald Nolan, thank you. Switzer will be more impactful than you guys think. Yes, I'm telling you. It's pieces of puzzle. One thing right. one thing that I think about Steeler fans and I'm a uh, I'm a Steeler fan. I'm not a I'm not a commentator, I'm not an expert, I'm nothing. I'm a Steeler <laughs> fan. And one thing that we get caught up in a lot is the fact that we want 53 superstars on the roster. Can't have 53 superstars on the roster. You need the pieces of the puzzle. You need the Ryan Switzers. You need the, <laughs> I can't believe I'm going to say this. You need the Daniel McCullers on that team. You need pieces of the puzzle. That's why yesterday on the show, and um, somebody said they just checked out the show and good show, and I appreciate it. I had a lot of fun um, yesterday on the uh, Homer and the Hater. I was, I was just being the Homer yesterday when Lance was off. Um, I said I think they bring Mark Barron back too. And if it's now, if it's between bringing back Barron and bringing back Bryant, I think you bring back Barron any day of the week and twice on Sundays. Yeah. I think he's more valuable at this point. Because, because depth. I mean, he started right, nine, yeah, exactly. nine games last year. You just don't have the depth there. Right. So, I mean, that's a veteran deal that I would definitely make. Um, Solarverse says Switz takes one for the team. Remember, they don't win. He took a face mask in Jacksonville, and he didn't take a huge hit to the head. Also, this he did take a huge uh, hit to the head. Um, also, this past year, 
And here's the thing. You know, the thing about it is if he doesn't do that, they don't beat Jacksonville that year. Right. You know, they're not beating him at all. Right. Um, Dave Shipley says, uh, <clears throat> gives us $2. Thanks, Dave, so much. Bold prediction. Uh, I appreciate that. Like, <clears throat> now, at this point, I don't know what my uh, bold prediction was. Was it, uh, oh, Switzer doing something huge? Um, you know what? Electric football man, fine. But if you if it's third and two and you've got all these weapons and you can get three from Switzer, you get the three. Move those chains, baby. Move those chains. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I tell you what, <clears throat> it has been a great show. I appreciate everything. I don't see any more uh, questions coming in. So once you two uh we're gonna we're gonna check out for I'd say 90 seconds and then come back in and what we're going to do we're going to have a really fun show we're going to call it the no pro bowl prediction show so that's what it's going to be we are going to start with the offense this week and we are going to take the all-time Steelers from let's just go from 1969 and up the Chuck Noll era and up the modern era is what I call it and what we'll do we'll take those 51 years and we'll have the all Steeler team that never went to a Pro Bowl. And when you see some of the names on on here, you're going to be shocked. So yeah. it's going to be great. But once again, we can't do any of these shows without our wonderful audience. Thank you, everybody in the live chat from uh, Jerry Cherry Band, Ezra, Big H, Dave Shipley. Those are the names I'm seeing on the screen right now. And everybody else that came in, we love you guys. And gals, you are huge for us, and we can't do these shows. It wouldn't be fun without you. We'd just be talking. Tony and I in the blog talk days, we would just talk to ourselves, and every right. once in a while, we'd get um, Melvin or Bryce or uh, or Vito or Nick uh, or Ken coming in. So, uh, and they talked to us, but it was just me and Tony talking. Now we get to right. talk to all you guys, all these people, yeah, all you guys. So it's awesome. So for Tony Defio, my name is Brian Anthony Davis. And to quote the great, and I'm talking the great, Rowdy Roddy Piper, just when you think you know all the answers. We keep changing the questions. Don't change that dial. Be back in two and two. We'll see you. Oh, Chuck Woolery, nice.